1: IB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It is Monday. That is Sean Davis. I'm Brian Driscoll. Sean, we got a lot we got to get to today, man. So we're going to dive right in. This is Monday mailbag, Sean, but there's some topics that we're going to cover first before we get into the mailbag. There's a well, decent chance some news is gonna break during our show. If it does, <laughs> we'll get to that. But we're gonna talk about Bo Collins committing to Notre Dame. We're gonna talk about Sam Hartman's decision to not play in the bowl game, which was expected. And then we're gonna talk about some All-American stuff with Notre Dame. Before we then dive into the mailbag, if news does break during the show, obviously we will uh we will talk about it. So uh Notre Dame, some Notre Dame players are making decisions, obviously. Uh, Nana Osafa Mensa earlier announced he was headed to TCU. Braylon James is also going to TCU. Uh, Holden Stace is going to Tennessee. So a lot of stuff going on, man. A lot of stuff going on, Sean. But let's begin talking about the good news for Notre Dame. Obviously, they got some big news yesterday. A second wide receiver has committed to Notre Dame in the transfer portal with Clemson wide receiver Bo Collins committing to Notre Dame yesterday. Uh, Sean, you you and I expected this for a few days. The visit needed to go well, but coming into the visit, and, and Bo's visit started, I think, Wednesday. Uh, coming into the visit, it was, how's it going to go? But it was, you, you, you felt good about it. They just had to close. Things went very well. Notre Dame did a great job, obviously, with Bo, uh, who now comes to Notre Dame with one year of experience remaining. Uh, Bo is a kid that played three years at Clemson, was a starter, started 27 games of the – 27 of the 32 games he played. He Mm -hmm. caught 91 passes for 1,290 yards and 11 touchdowns during his career, former top 100 recruit, and a guy that Notre Dame tried to recruit out of high school. Uh, Probably top five-ish or so for him, Uh, but when it all came down to it, they weren't really a top, top contender. But now they have Bo Collins, and it just gives Notre Dame yet another weapon in the pass game, Sean.
0: Just go to Indeed.com/slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: It's so interesting watching how everything's turned out. You know, you previously mentioned all of the former Notre Dame players that ended up at other programs. And I think there's more of an emphasis. Even if you do a national sign of day coming up, it's very important with the way the transfer portal is now mm-hmm. to make sure you come in second and third, if you don't come in first, mm-hmm. right? Because it's relationships that leads to who the young men in the transfer portal connect to. You talked about it. Bo Collins, you know, Notre Dame might not have been in that top three for him, but yo, he had been to see the campus. He had camped in Notre Dame. He was recruited by notre dame so there was something there and then you connect the dots on some other things that were happening at the same time it put notre dame in a favorable position you know and like you said it seems like they knocked his visit out the park you know when he came and so you know when you get that and you get the current climate of the transfer portal that goes to you know him already have notre dame was the place where it's more attractive when you've been there and mm-hmm. you have familiarity with what you're going to be walking into. And it's not kind of a smack in the face. Because Notre Dame is a different place. Mm-hmm. It's a different place. And I think Bo Collins knows exactly what he's walking into. He said that. I yeah. mean, he, he he basically said that in, a I think, a
1: tweet or something he put out where basically he said there's there's no place like Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. This is a kid that just came from Clemson, which is a premier program that is, you know, that everybody Super Bowl kind of thing. But he said, "There's nothing like Notre Dame. Nobody gives you the 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 exposure, the just all the different things that Notre Dame gives you." I Me, mean, both said it, flat out said mm-hmm. it. And this is a kid. I mean, it's one thing for Chris Mitchell to say it. It's another, you know, or or you know, you look at some of the other guys that Notre Dame's looking at. You know, they're trying to get the kicker from South Carolina. You know, Mitch Jeter, if it's, you know, we all know about Riley Leonard and R.J. Open. It's one thing for those guys to say it mm-hmm. who are from Duke and Florida National and in South Carolina. But this is a kid that came from Clemson. Right. And, and so it, uh, it it does speak volume, Sean. Look, it, there's just there's a small handful of programs where it's just different. Yeah. And there's nothing that can prepare you for that except actually putting on that gold helmet or the Alabama helmet or the Ohio State helmet. I mean, there's just a small number of programs where that is just a it's just a different animal Mm -hmm. from anywhere else you
2: can go, man. It really is. So I'm looking forward to how this young man brings his experience to Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. And you know what else? With all these guys and this is something you and I talked about over the weekend. Will one of these guys that come in through the portal be a leader, whether it's vocally, by example, man, heaven knows we need leadership in that wide receiver room. Sure. They are. So I'm very interested in that as well. You know, and a guy like Bo Collins with that statement lets you know that he seems very comfortable with who he is and his skin and how he fits into Notre Dame. On and off the field, and that bodes well because that man—that means he can hit the ground running. You know, as soon as they start, uh, Mike Brown was official yesterday. Hopefully, you know the strength and conditioning coach definitely—I'm sure—is going to be in position. But by, by time what the freshman, the freshman second week of January they report.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would imagine. I mean, I would hope that that'll be done. By before the bowl game. Before the honestly. bowl game, I mean, yeah. Even if it yeah. doesn't have an impact in, okay, we're gonna help you prepare for the bowl game. Mm-hmm. You hope that it's gonna be there uh, for, for that part. But but you know, you talk about the leadership part too, Sean. And and if you you've got two veterans coming back on the current roster, mm-hmm. Jaden Thomas and Deion Colsey, The the problem that you have is those guys are both. They just haven't shown the ability to stay healthy during their career. Now, Bo Collins has had his own share of, you know, missing a couple games here and there with injuries as well. And and, and, and I don't believe, and I think some people view these, these transfer pickups as, well, you don't have faith in the guys you have in the room. Not, not even close. Not even close. It's just more about the last two years, Notre Dame has gone into each season with if everything goes right, you should be okay at the position. But this is football. Things don't go right. Somebody's going to get injured. Usually multiple somebody's are going to get injured. Somebody's not going to pan out. And what they're doing is we're not going to get into a situation like we did last year at receiver or like we did this year at receiver. We're going to go out and get the best competition that we can find. Mm. And if that means, hey, there's going to be competition in the room, then there's going to be competition in the room. And, And from what we saw this year, I do believe Jared Parker is someone who likes to be able to use five, six receivers in the game. So that's obviously a plus, but you need to be in a situation too, Sean, where you, you're adding different body types, and that's another part of what Bo Collins brings to the table, Sean. So when you look at it, you're talking about a six foot three, two hundred pound, two hundred ten pound kid who brings size that you really don't have on the roster other than Deion Colsey. And he brings a, a kind of a vertical skill set. When I mean vertical, I don't mean like a speed vertical skill set. I just mean a bigger body. He's a long strider. He gives you a little more girth than what you had from Tobias Merriweather, a little more play strength than you had with Tobias Merriweather, more of a boundary body, boundary game, and a guy that can you – know, when I break down his film, Sean, it was a very frustrating endeavor, <laughs> breaking down his film. Number one, and I texted Ryan this the other day. I was like, I remember just how much I hate Clemson's offense. And it got better this year, but it still wasn't great. And you've got this six foot three, 210-pound vertical kid who's running bubble screens and, you know, quick game like he's 5'10", 195. And you, you just watch him and you're like, when they did allow him to do more things to win at the line, work the middle of the field, work vertical, work the comebacks, he was quite effective. Mm -hmm. in those areas and so you look at you look at the Notre Dame aspect of it and you say well how Notre Dame uses their boundary to me fits the skill set that Notre Dame doesn't really have you know I'm a lot higher on Tobias Merriweather than most Mm -hmm. but Tobias isn't a guy that you're just going to throw back shoulders to one-on-one go up and get it he's more of a Get out there, beat the guy, throw it out, let him run underneath it kind of guy. Deion Colsey can be that kind of guy. We've seen him do it in games. We saw him do it against USC last year. Had it won mm-hmm. a contested catch. for, But Deion's just one guy, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Jaden Thomas isn't that kind of back shoulder type of guy. Jaden Greathouse can be to a degree at six one. But you're adding a guy that brings a little bit more of that length, that body type, that wide catch radius that you don't have a lot of. And the thing about Bo Collins, too, is this isn't a we don't like Deion Colsey move. This is a from what I'm told, they do like Deion Colsey quite a bit. He's got to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. But if Deion breaks out and becomes that guy, Bo Collins is a kid that started games at X. He started games at Z. He spent most of his freshman year playing in the slot. Now you don't want to play him in the slot. This is a continued misuse of, you know, misuse of Bo Collins at Clemson. However, what I'm saying is there are plenty of things you can do with those two in the, on the field together. Mm -hmm. Also, these are two kids that haven't always been the healthiest in their careers. So if you're playing both of them in the boundary, then you're taking a little bit of that wear and tear off of both of their bodies a little bit. So there's a lot of things that make sense here, Sean, from adding a skill set, set standpoint, but I, I I believe a big part of it is you needed to get a a, a guy with boundary skills in the portal because otherwise you were Deion Colsey or bust mm-hmm. in 2024. And as much as I love Deion Colsey, you know that you need another guy there that can be there because, you can again, you can play two guys that have that similar skill set, not just in a rotation but on the field together. If you want to go yeah. big, you can go 12 personnel, put Dion on one side, Bull on the other. You got your two tight ends. Now we can run at you, but we also have some size where we can throw downfield at you. There's a lot of different things you can do. You needed to add this particular type of skill set to the portal. You needed a, a a outside field, stretch the field, big play guy. You mm-hmm. got that Chris Mitchell. You needed a boundary body, a guy that can win contested catches, can win at the line. Go ask Benjamin Morrison if Bo Hart, if Bo Collins can win off the line. You know, you saw the couple third down plays where he beat Benjamin off the line. Not a yeah. lot of people can say they beat Benjamin off the line. And the slant route he caught against Benjamin was really impressive. I mean, beat him on the line, stemmed him up, snapped him at the top. Benjamin goes this way, and he gets he gets open, and and you're like, you don't see people just beating. a lot of the re- receptions Benjamin gives up are kind of. You know, they're playing a little bit of off man, you know, he'll Mm -hmm. give up certain routes. There's not a lot of guys that spin him around. Bo spun him around twice in that game. So this is a kid that has a feel for running, running, you know, running good routes and just brings a skill set that just fact is Sean Notre Dame just needed. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. There's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. The holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P.com slash Irish.
2: Man, let me tell you something. That was one of the things that stood out to me because, like you said, I think two receivers have spun Ben Morrison. One is an NFL first-rounder that's playing his tail off for the Minnesota Vikings and Jordan Addison, and the other one was Bo Collins in that game against Clemson. So you're impressed by that. I talked about the leadership he brings. But also, with him being a technician, that's somebody for the young receivers to watch how he works and his work ethic. I'm interested in seeing that as well. But this is another thing that you touched on. I I really want to hear what you say about this. Um, We talked to Reggie Brooks on Saturday, and he brought up the need to have football players. Like, Mm -hmm. Notre Dame just needs to have more football players. And you can have that even in the positional room, not just offense, defense, on the team. You can have that in the positional room. And I like the way Notre Dame's going about their business because it seems like they're just getting football players, right? There's this scene in the movie Ray where, you know, he's divvying up parts. And one of the girls is like, I I don't sing alto. I'm a soprano. And then Regina King is like, we'll sing any part. Yeah, we know. would talk to seeing every part growing up. That's how we were trained. And you want guys in the wide receiver room It's like, I'm not just the X guy. I'm not just the Z guy. Oh, you can put me in the slot as well. And they went out and they got two guys in the transfer portal that are football players at their position. You can put them anywhere. So Notre Dame now is put in a position of versatility, of depth, To whereas they won't get caught with their pants down like they did this year, that Mm -hmm. once this guy, who is strictly a boundary guy, the majority of the time goes down, that's all we have at that position. So now what do we do? Now our youngsters, we have to ask them to play out of position. And that's a difficult experience and a difficult task for young men just coming into college football when they're trying to learn their way. So I think this really puts – Notre Dame and an advantage from a depth standpoint, a versatility standpoint, football player standpoint, but it also strengthens your young group of players that can now do what they're best at right. as they learn the game.
1: Right, because you look at it now, and they are still going to try to go for a third receiver. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not going to take in just anybody. body. They're not looking for just a body. They're just keeping their eyes open for an impact player. But you've got Bo Collins, Chris Mitchell as transfers. You have Jaden Thomas. Dion Colsey as rising senior, so you have four veterans. Then you have Jaden Greathouse and Jordan Faison coming back as younger players, mm-hmm. right? And and so and, and then also you have Caleb Smith. So you have four veterans that have played a lot of football. Mm-hmm. You have two rising sophomores who have played a lot of football, and then another rising sophomore that's a talented kid that you know obviously missed most of the season, so his development uh, is a little bit behind, but. You now have seven kids before you have to get to any of the freshmen, which is a little different than this year. We said going into this year that at least one freshman was going to have to play. Mm -hmm. You couldn't fill out your depth chart without at least one freshman having to play. And we ended up seeing three freshmen throughout the year play at different times. And and so next year, you're going to have to have at least two injuries or guys not playing well before you have to play a freshman Mm -hmm. based on the moves they're making now. And so now if a freshman is going to play a Cam Williams, a Micah Gilbert, Logan Saldate, it's because they beat somebody out. That's the difference. And that's really where you want to be. So if you're playing Cam Williams next year, it's not because you have to, like you had to play Rico Flores this year. You had to play Jade Grandhouse. Now they may have been ready anyway, but you had right. to play them. You had to play Jordan Faison. I mean, Notre Dame really did not want to take that scholarship away. I mean, that, that – you know they, there's a reason they didn't play Jordan Faze on a snap the first five games six games because yeah. they did want to preserve that scholarship in the red shirt right because he was here on the lacrosse scholarship it got to the point where number one it, there's two reasons why he, they ended up biting the bullet and playing him number one so all the injuries, a receiver number two, Jordan Faison just kept making plays in practice. Right, that's the other part of it, right? Or it's just kind of like the two things combined. You're just like we can't, we can't justify sitting this kid anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we have to play him, and and just he's he's one of us now, right? Essentially, uh, but you had to play those guys. Yeah. Now you're in a situation where you have to lose a couple guys before you have to play a freshman. Yeah, and that's an ideal situation because then, as I said, if Cam Williams is on the field next year, it's because that kid's really good and he forced his way into the field which you and I both expect him to do if Absolutely. Micah Gilbert's making plays next year it's because he came in and said yeah you're a veteran that's nice but I'm better than you and he earned that opportunity same with Logan Saldate so these are reasons why they're going for it it's it's not about they don't have faith in Jaden Thomas or Deion Colsey I think those two players injury histories is something you have to account for but if Jaden Thomas goes out there and beats those guys out, he'll play a bunch. If Deion Colsey goes out and beats, Bo, beats out Bo Collins, he'll play. We saw this in the spring, Sean, because Deion Colsey beat out Caleb Smith, who came in as, a, as an All American or second team All Honorable Mention All ACC player at Virginia Tech. You know they brought him in, and Deion just outplayed him. So this isn't a thing where you know Bose was guaranteed playing time or guaranteed a starting job. Same with Chris Mitchell. These guys are you no, know, they have to come in to compete. But the opportunity is there, and one thing that helped Notre Dame in making this pitch is, guys, look how many receivers we played. Even before we had all the injuries, we played five, six, you know, sometimes seven guys in a game. I actually think it was a little bit too much. You know, they went a little too deep early, but you know, they're, you're going to have five guys that you're going to play. So those those are all aspects of it, Sean. That you say, hey, this is why this move happened. Yeah. For Bo Collins, so makes sense what your needs on the roster were. You needed that kind of skill set, position fit, and Bo's a good player. Bo is a, is was a solid player at Clemson. My thing is, I believe he has a chance to be better than that in a different offense. But if all he gives you is what he's given you the last three years, this is a good pickup. Yeah, And that's the thing is, like, if, if Bo Collins and, – and it's a little different than Chris Mitchell, because Chris Mitchell, you're projecting what you think he can do at the Power 5 level. Based on like a game against a power five team with Bo Collins, it's like he's. I mean, you look at Notre Dame's schedule next year, Sean. I'm just actually going to look at it right now Notre Dame 2024 football schedule. And if you look at Notre Dame's schedule, Bo Collins has already played against one, two, three, at least four teams on the schedule. Right. He's already played against, you know, and he's played at that level. So, I mean, he has a hundred yard game in his career against Louisville already. You know, so he's been able to he scored a touchdown, I believe, last year against Georgia Tech. So he's played against these teams. The skill set is much easier to how it's going to translate. And so my my thing is you have to get a guy from the power five level that if he simply repeats what he's already shown, is this a good pickup for you? And for me, with Bo Collins, it is because if he's just what he was the last few years at Clemson, it's a good pickup. It's a good addition to your room. But I also believe that the staff feels, and and maybe I shouldn't project onto them. I feel that in a different type of offense, a more pro style spread, as instead of the traditional spread that Clemson runs, I think Bo Collins can be a more effective player. Be a 15 plus yards per catch guy. You know, be a guy that does more outs, comebacks, goes, posts, ends, things like that. Can win off the line and in one on one quick game, which we've seen him do. So, I think there's a lot of value. And then, of course, Sean, anytime you have competition, it, it's good. Because now, it, you know, if Dion, we've always said if Dion goes out there and competes the way he needs to and works the way he needs to, yeah. he could be a star. Well, now Dion's in a situation where he has to work if he wants to be the guy. Mm-hmm. And so, this, this move also kind of excites me because, like, could this be the catalyst for Dion to say, okay, I'm going to go show y'all what I got? And if that happens, now you've not only added Bo's skill set, but if Bo can push Dion to raise his game, now, now you really got something.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what
1: I mean? Because uh, I'll say it again, and it's especially true now, I don't know that there's just from a God-given ability standpoint if there's a better receiver on the roster right now than Deion Colsey. Just, just raw God-given ability. You can't teach that size. You can't teach that length. You can't teach that speed you know that the athleticism he possesses. This is a kid to play cornerback in high school. Yeah. So now if you can if this can be that that thing that drives him to say okay, it's time for me to step up and put in the work, you could have something really impressive you, next year. You know
2: something you just tapped into right there. I am very intrigued even more by what you just said with the strength and the conditioning high. Because when you have consistent injuries, you worry about that athleticism being chipped away at. And kids maybe not being as fast or as athletic as they used to be. And that's difficult for a young man in college to have to learn how to kind of change his game because he's not moving the same. So I'm very interested in, number one, the new strength and conditioning coach, where they can get Jaden Thomas and Deion Cozy. too, from a health standpoint. Can he keep both of those guys explosive or make them even more explosive than they were? And then whether or not they can stay on the field. So that for both of those guys that you mentioned, that's something that's going to be like a conduit to see whether or not they can go ahead and take off based upon what we know they can do athletically.
1: So both Collins and Notre Dame. Number two transfer pickup of the, uh, of the offseason for Notre Dame at wide receiver. Number three overall, obviously joining Jordan Clark, who's transferring in from Arizona State.